This is Brighton's finest. Bringing the artists closer to you. Juice. I put a record out last year as a collaboration, Elliot Power Record, with um, a label called Marathon, um, which was run by a guy that started Source Records, which was a kind of parallel to my wax in the 90s in France. I found it quite difficult, the process, and I just felt afterwards that I felt maybe really it sort of my wax was very much about a time and a group of people and I think that a bit like factory records probably maybe just best left alone for what yeah. it represented at the time you know sure. and I, I get you know with Uncle I get to do most of the things that I do with my wax yeah Other than, and, and, and you know I collaborate with different musicians and artists I I get to work within the works you know the, the, the work, world of video and art etc but not being not trying to be too irresponsible I, I, I sort of can I, I, it just allows me to be responsible for myself and the community around me rather than having to run a, a record label where you're trying to you know yeah um, well you released a hell of a lot of records for didn't people's you? Yeah. careers and, I, and I, I just right now I don't really have that no. mindset at the moment that's totally but I never fine. say never but <laughs> I think that I do think that Moax was it was a bit like a band and when it split up I think I'm not saying it was as good or anything as factory, but I think when you look at something like 24-hour party people, it was a similar kind of dynamic in yeah. many ways, you know? Well, I, I always remember seeing you with um, DJ Crush and DJ Shadow at the uh, old Zap Club in Brighton. In yeah, wow, well, yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah. That was a stunning show. That was probably, yeah. probably one of the first Moax tours. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, um, let's uh, fast forward then. Uh to the present you've got a, another uncle album coming out which is called yeah. the, the road and i think yeah. it's its full title is the road part one yeah um which begs the question uh is there going to be a part <laughs> two uh, or is it uh, uh yeah i mean I, that's that's my intention yeah it's, yeah i'm sort of deliberating with it at the moment it's a sort of ongoing thing i've sort of i like the title it has a metaphor for many different things um and I kind of feel like on a creative level, it's sort of the road that you travel creating and the people you meet along the way. Um, and in that sense, I sort of, I sort of feel a bit like, you know, will it, will it, it might become something a bit like Bob Dylan's never ending tour. You know, it might just be, that might be, that might be the title that continues for a long time. With yeah. records. I don't know. You know, I kind of, I, you know, it, it will, but yeah, that's sort of in my head at the moment. I, I always saw it as a trilogy, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Cool. Well, uh, you, you've always been about collaborations, haven't you? Ever since, even in the Mowax days, and yeah. uh, even in the early days of Mowax, and it, now yeah. you, it's collaborate. You just basically thrive on collaborating with people. It seems. Is that is that fair to say? Is that something that you? Just yeah. Do? I mean, I think it's just it's it's the way that my way of working has developed over the years, um, and it's what I feel comfortable with as an artist. I'm not, you know. Somebody like DJ Shadow, for instance, is very much about, you know, a one-man army, and there's lots of artists like that, and that's amazing. And um, I've never, never really felt like that. It's yeah. always been about this sort of collage of things that become something. Um, and in, you know, in the same way that, if, you know, if you build a house, I sort of want to have the best plumber and the best carpenter and the best, you know, architect, uh, rather than necessarily do it all myself. You know, sure. that's just what, how it works in my head. What I'm always impressed by is the fact that you seem to have a mixture of kind of established artists as well as new unknown artists. Um, yeah. So obviously you've got Mark Lanigan on, on this one, who, yeah. who's well known. You've worked with them before. Um, but you've also got... There's new quite a lot of players that are quite well known. You know, people like Troy from Queens of the Stone Age yeah. or 
Twiggy um, from Marilyn Manson and Will Malone doing strings. As far as most of the vocalists on this record are newer, you know, slightly more cult or or up and coming. Um, you know, Esker's been around a long time, but it has sort of flourished of late yeah. as a solo artist. Um, Keaton Henson is a very interesting cult artist. He's great, you know, isn't he? yeah. Incredible success in his own right, but it's still quite within his own little world. And then yeah. you've got artists like Elliot Power and Yeezy and um, Mink who are just coming up now, you know. How does a, uh, an Uncle record happen? How, how, what are the process involved? Do, do you write any of the material beforehand or you just basically yeah. call yeah. up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Usually write, you know, a, a series of tracks that you start sending to people or yeah. getting in the studio with. Um, we wrote about 30 before starting the record. Um, there's also a big you know, visual side of how it develops as well. So the process of making most of the records is you're sort of both looking at what you're doing musically and visually and there's a whole, you know, how that works as yeah. a community and, and a shared experience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the process of making this record was different from the last records because it was a lot more fluid. It was a lot less dramatic um, and complicated. And um, I always felt that making Uncle Records felt like you were building a pyramid from the top down for various reasons from when we first started where you were very naive and hypothetical yeah. with great ideas through to the last record which was just incredibly painful and built you know but it was all about analog sounds and the right drum takes before you have songs so what I wanted to do on this record was make sure the melody of the demos that we did were the the main focus and how things built from there, rhythm-wise and sound-wise, came later. Yeah, okay. I, I guess just during the course of your travels or just researching, I guess, listening to music all the time, you're just basically touching base with people and, and just you, you just get on the phone, do you, or just meet them? And Yeah, say, I, I mean, it's to... sort of how people... I, I, I suppose the easiest way to describe it is like how you meet friends. It just things happen in strange, weird ways. Um I think the social side of it was more prevalent before because I'm older and my social life is slightly different. I, I'm not, you know, I was in a club seven days a week, you know, when yeah. I first started. That's not necessarily the same particularly anymore. But I just meet, you meet people through, I mean, a lot of people I met on this record came through Meltdown. There's a lot of people from the past anyway that I have relationships with. Yeah. Um, and other things just happen from people saying that they like what you do and vice versa and you meeting up and talking about it and if you connect you connect if you don't yeah. you don't you know there are certain collaborations which hasn't necessarily gone further because maybe those relationships were sort of more very there and then you know the ones that are longer term are relationships that have you know have have lasted because there's a, a personal relationship involved rather than just a collaborative music relationship you know Brighton's finest Jeff Hemmings Jeff Hemmings this is Juice 107.2 Brighton's finest you mentioned Meltdown which you um, curated back in um, 2014 Um, I I read somewhere that this album was inspired by Meltdown in a way Uh, I mean I think it wasn't inspired by Meltdown Meltdown was a sort of catalyst for a lot of how this record started to to develop Uh, I think for me having the last incarnation of Uncle separated you know you find yourself sort of in a period of being slightly trying to work out what you're going to do 
it's like divorce really I suppose you know yeah. you, you get divorced either you run straight back into a relationship or you tend to sort of spin plates for a while and try and get your feet back on the ground which is what I ended up doing and then you st- and then meltdown happened and it sort of gave me a, a musical push and sort of uh, confidence and just you know gave me that sort of one that passion and back again I suppose you know it, it, it was very humbling it was very inspiring to have a lot of people that were into this world that you've been part of and helped create over the last 25 years and that was very creatively rewarding and it gave me a sort of you know it kind of gave me a bit more fire to get back in the studio you know okay Uh, and you said earlier that um, visuals and art are a very important part of what you do there's always yeah. an, there's always an incredibly big sort of aspect of that visual uh, in, in in your music, whether on the on the stage or within your uh, music itself. And I know that you've done quite a few uh, sort of exhibitions recently. You, you did a, a daydreaming with Stanley Kubrick, yeah, which was uh, house last just year. last year, wasn't it? At Somerset House, yeah. which was basically you and um, fellow and, and collaborators working on aspects of Kubrick's. Uh, work, the artists it? reacting, so there were 69 artists that reacted to the yeah. world of Kubrick through theory, pretty, you know, more obvious routes, through screenshots, technology, you know, in many different ways. And that ranged from musicians, sculptors, painters, you know, so Tom from Daft Punk through to Anish Kapoor. So, yeah. um, and I worked on that through his um, uh, wife and widow, Christiana, which is 